welcome to another episode of Checkout MPL, our very infrequent podcast. This is Ashley. <laughs> this is Jamie. Um, today we wanted to talk about all of our kits that we have at the library. We have been having lots of fun creating all these kits. Um, they have become very popular within the last 18 months or so because of COVID. And just as we were talking, we have so many, we can hardly even remember I, what we have. I, yes, it's very, very true. <laughs> but it's um, awesome. It is very awesome. Um, so when we say kits, we're really talking about, so it's a lot of our kits are in plastic containers. And it's usually books, of course, and then like toys or educational games or DVDs, um, other things. That kind of like go, yeah manipulative yep and they're all like themed together so when we mention kits that's what we're talking about um, we had some great some fun statistics shared with us from our library system a couple months ago that because of covid obviously circulation of physical materials have gone down like books and dvds and cds but kits in all the libraries have gone up like 147 percent and we think a lot of that has to do with, obviously, there's lots of homeschooling happening. Libraries don't have in-person programs. So this is a way for libraries to offer some kind of programming, even if it's just take-home program. Yeah, it's more like taking the library home with you yep. instead of spending time hanging out here, yeah. which we miss, but we it's too. a good alternative. It is a very, and I think Jamie and I know I have lots of fun creating these. I enjoy putting them together and trying to figure out how to package them for a checkout. We have to get kind of creative and having, if there's little pieces, how do we put those together safely in the plastic container? Yeah, I, lo I love, it's one of my favorite things besides ordering books is looking for things to put in the kits. Yeah, I love it. Me too. So we're going to talk about the different kits that we have and kind of what we have in mind for future kits if the funding is there. Um, but we started off with our kits back in 2015. So this was before Jamie. Yeah, was I was going to say before I was here. So we started off with our mini makers. So those are our kits that um, go along with our Spark, the maker space. But we started creating these kits before we even had the physical space of the Spark. So this is before the renovation as well. I remember when I came for my interview and you had them all hanging in the window like in the old library yep, still. We did, yep. So we started with STEAM and STEM programming kind of around 2014, 2015, because that was becoming more of an emphasis in schools. And we wanted to kind of mimic that as well. So we kind of thought of the idea of the spark. It wasn't a space at that time. It was just kind of an idea. And under the spark umbrella, we would do STEAM and STEM programming. Um, I don't know if you remember when you did your interview in the back room, we had like this chalkboard on the wall. Yeah, I remember so it. So that was like part of our spark was this chalkboard. <laughs> we thought it was super cool to have a chalkboard. <laughs> They're pretty cool. <laughs> right. So we did STEM and STEAM programming. We labeled them the spark. We started branding things. I created a website for spark stuff. And a mascot. Yeah, we have a little mascot. His name is Sparky. Um, He's on like our book spines of the Spark books. If you look at those, he makes an appearance every once in a while. Yeah. Um, but part of this whole Spark idea was to create these mini maker kits to allow people to check out and take home. Yeah, and they're kind of things that like, I don't know. I think the typical family might not splurge to spend okay. money on them. So it's nice to be able to get them at the library. Exactly. Um, I think our first ones were, we started off with seven. And it was a ukulele, build a fort, 
knitting and crocheting, a microscope, a telescope, which we no longer have, brain teasers, and scrapbooking, which we no longer have as well. Our scrapbooking one is a mystery. We have no idea where it went. Yeah, I noticed that when I was doing research for this, that we have some retired kits we do, now, we which do. makes sense over a few years. Yeah. They kind of lose their pieces or get broken, so yeah. we have to substitute. We do. Um, so we started off with seven, and now we have 22. So Jamie has some fun stats about some of our kits. Yeah, so um, I was looking at the checkouts of the kits that we have now. These are just the mini maker mm -hmm. kits. Um, and I have the three most popular, and I told Ashley this already, but I should have let you guess. But you did guess did. that you thought the fort one was the ukulele. The ukulele was first. Yeah. And you were right with that. We have two ukuleles, oh. and between the two of them, um, over time, there have been 152 checkouts. That's awesome. Yeah. So that was like the clear winner. And then coming in second um, are brain teasers with 95 checkouts. And third, which was kind of surprising to me because... It's not as like techie as some of the mm -hmm. others. Um, the manga drawing kit with 82. Yeah. So when we created these kits, we wanted some like not high tech because we couldn't get like super expensive stuff. We wanted like some tech stuff and then no tech stuff, which was the the manga drawing one. Yeah. And I created that one more because for teens, because I knew teens. There's some amazing teens out there who can draw. We wanted to kind of give them the equipment or materials to do so. Yeah, and then, the yeah and then there are just, I mean, obviously it makes sense that the ones you've had longest have yeah. served most because some of the newer ones have only had maybe one or two, but people do get two weeks with them, and if no one has a hold on it, they can renew it yeah. too. So sometimes they stay with a family, you know, for a longer period of time. Yeah, and I definitely noticed, like, we have them hanging up on our spark wall right now, like the checkout cards. And it's been kind of empty or like there's only been a handful of them out. So they yep. have been constantly out in circulation recently. Yeah. There's certain families who just like come and get a new one every week. I love it. Yeah, like I that's their thing. Absolutely love it. Um, so we have our 22 and we have some mini, mini makers. You want to talk about those? Yeah. Well, I don't know how we came up with this idea, mm -hmm. but yeah, just, idea. Yeah. was it? Yeah. I don't know. Um, just making kits for the smaller kids. Um, you can't make them quite as techie or like with as many small pieces, but we thought it would be fun for like, I don't know, I think we marketed it towards like three to eight yep. or something like that. So we have ocean and insects yep. right now that they're the mini, mini makers. Yep. And they're just for exploring um, those two topics. Yep. Yeah, and I think as soon as I posted on Facebook, like those were gone right away. People saw them on Facebook, said, oh, my kids are going to love those. And they came and got Yeah, them. and they have... Um, board books and some easier books um and then um, both of them have like what do you want to call them models like there's the insect models yep. that you can touch and feel and look at and then the sea creatures yeah. so those are fun yeah and we just recently added a road trip it's not really a mini maker because it's nothing to do with, like techie or stem or scene but we really had no other kit collection to throw it into so we have a road trip yeah. one which and is really cool rocks and minerals yes i love that one and exploring light yeah. So those are more recent additions. Mm -hmm. um, and we, of course, want to be adding more and more. So if there's, if you guys have any ideas of what you would like to see, definitely talk to staff. I think a couple of them came out of staff or patient recommendations too. Yeah. And a lot of them are ideas from kids. I know that Ashley's daughter, Quinn, has given quite a few yeah. ideas for the kids. She has some really good ones. Uh, light, the light exploration yep. one was hers. Yeah. So if there's 
homeschooling families out there who know they have topics coming up or themes that are coming up, um, we definitely want to provide resources to kind of help with lessons or whatnot. So. Yeah. I was going to ask you what your favorite one was. Oh, gosh. I'll tell you mine. Okay. Mine is Rocks and Minerals. Really? Yeah. Because we have that puzzle in there, and I just, like, love that puzzle. Yeah, I took no, it home and did, did it. it. I like the zither. Oh, yeah. Because, I don't know, because it's fun to say the zither. <laughs> <laughs> and it's just something so unique. I don't know if any other library has it, honestly. Yeah. And I like that the instruments we have pretty much, like, the ukulele scares me a little bit. I have no idea. But the other ones, like the bongos, bongos. and the zither. Yep. And what's? <laughs> the accordion oh, yeah, we have those accordion. are all just like anybody can play yeah it. yeah so those are really those fun. are fun um so those are our mini makers and i absolutely love them um all these kits that we are talking about you can go onto our website mountainpubliclibrary.org we have them all on there with pictures so you can kind of see what's in them um but our next set of kits that we developed was the emmy's early lit kits so these were actually created in memory of a little girl named emmy lou olson um, she passed away just before she um, turned two years old from cancer. Yeah, so it's kind of a, a sad story, but... It is a it's, very sad. It's good that the family is doing something, you know, awesome at the library in memory of her. Yeah, so her family wanted to create something in her memory and reached out to us through um, the Melton Chambers Shining Star program. And um, I think we kind of worked with them to what could we do in her memory. And I think we've always kind of had it in our mind to have these early lit kits. because We have that early literacy area in the children's area. Um, so we wanted to, I think it's always been in the back of our mind to create those. So this is kind of the opportunity to do that. And then Jamie, you want to talk about the different themes? That yeah, we have? it's just a lot of fun, hands-on stuff for little people. We have ABCs and um, sight words. So uh, kids learning their alphabet or learning, you know, what words look like. We have the sensory kit, um, which is always fun to look in and see, <laughs> see what's in there. And then math and fine motor. Yep. So um, I didn't look at the stats for those, but I feel like they're, they're yeah, always they're gone. They're always going out. So those are popular ones as well. And then around the same time we got the Emmys Early Lit Kits, we had Sitter Sacks. And these ones were actually created, created and thought up by and funded by a Girl Scout, a local Girl Scout. Her name's Erin. And she did this for a Girl Scout Silver Award. And she did all the work herself. She reached out to, I know Whose Woods was a sponsor of one of them. I believe there's a couple other different sponsors. Um, but these are in the red bags that are upstairs, and they're perfect for those who are babysitting or need something for little kids. They have books and toys around the same yeah. thing as well. Um, and I'm not going to read all the kids because I think there's eight of them. Yeah. But there's dinosaurs and Dr. Seuss, and um, I know Erin was big into the protective services. Yep. Like, she was hoping to either, you know, like, go into the police force or the fire department or something. So there's one of that, and... Um, a Spanish one. Yep. So we yeah. have quite a few fun um, red bags, those sitter sacks. Yeah, so too. those are really cool. So it's awesome that Erin thought of us to do something for, for her silver award. We've been lucky. A lot of these are from donations or projects, grants, and yeah. so that's cool. Yeah. We love when stuff like that happens. It kind of falls into place and we able to create something that we've been dreaming of doing or wanting to do. Mm -hmm. So um, speaking of 
grants and such. We have a couple, thanks to Thrivent Grants, we have a couple employees who applied for Thrivent Grants. Um, you want to talk about your healing library? Yeah, sure. So if you have insurance through Thrivent, you can apply for $250 grants, up to $250. And so um, I thought it would be cool um, to get kits that would help teach kids empathy or um, talk about tough um, topics. And I did see there is a website called The Healing Library, and so they give ideas and resources um, for libraries to make or schools or individuals to make these kits, put these kits together. And they are for things like dealing with death or um, dealing with anger. So bullying, all issues, bullying, bullying um, families going through divorce. And so it's fun to think of different ideas um, to help kids out. And I think sometimes those books have like a stigma with them too. You know, like people don't really want to maybe check them out, yeah. but if you can just like grab the whole kit and use what you can, um, that's really nice. Yeah. So, And those kits, the Healing Library, they, they're just books. There's no toys or anything with them, but it's like six to seven books. Yeah, I think like five, topic. six or seven books. And some of them do have like little cards. Like I know there's calming cards in one of them, but yeah, those are just books. Um, so you read your way through your troubles, yep. basically. Yep. And you just, so you started off with four, three or four, and then you just added another. Yeah, um, I have, I think I did three each time. Okay. So, so we've had total. two grants. Yeah. So six total. And then Angie, she used a thriving grant to create some kits. This was kind of a passion project of hers. So she's been thinking about it for a while. She created Remember When memory kits for those dealing with dementia, dementia or memory loss or um, caretakers of those who are dealing with memory loss. So she has one themed in the garden, on the farm, and world traveler. So these contain um, DVDs and puzzles, um, resource guides, even like scented hand warmers because scent can trigger some memories. Yeah, and I think she has like music in yeah. some of them yeah, too. Yeah, links to sound, like ambient sounds and then some like games and activities kind of keep the mind engaged. Yeah, sort of. I like when I open those kits because they smell really good. Kits, yeah. <laughs> So I know that was a passion project of hers. Um, I'm sure she'll probably want to create some more ones more down the road. Um, and then during COVID, we created some mindfulness kits for teens, tweens, and adults. Yes. And you want to probably create one for children at some point. Yeah, I think so. I think it might fit well in the healing library, yeah. actually. But yeah, that's... if we want to keep the mindfulness theme. Yeah. So these kits have um, just... And like stress release books, or I think the teen one has like playing cards that kind of give you some stress release tips. Um, we have a resource guide for um, numbers to contact if you are feeling stressed out or um, having some thoughts. So, um, and then there's some other games of like this. I think mine's a magnetic board where you press down little magnetic balls and everything. Yeah, just help you chill out. Yeah, so we have those as well. We created those because of COVID, because everyone was dealing with stress. Mm -hmm. So we wanted to have that resource. Um, is that, did we hit them all? Yeah, I think so. I think those are all the kits. Yeah, so all those kits are available to check out for anybody with a library card. Um, we're not the only library that does have kits. I believe many other libraries in the Lakeshore's library system have have them as well so you can definitely go to um, our website and start to share catalog all these kits are under a subject heading called library of things yeah there's been more and more mm -hmm. like we've been noticing more and more libraries doing it yep yeah 
Copying us, of course. No, just kidding. <laughs> just kidding. <laughs> because we're amazing, of course. <laughs> um, but that's not going to be the end of our kits. I think we we always we always have ideas of something to do, and I think all of us have ideas for kits in the future. Um, Ashley and I have been working on writing a couple grants for some travel kits. So Ashley is a big traveler. She loves to travel. We'll hopefully get her on a podcast. I know she's been here a year and I've kept saying we, we got to interview her <laughs> for a podcast. Um, but she's a traveler. So um, we wanted to create kits for different popular travel destinations that have a culture and history a little bit different than Wisconsin. Yeah, I haven't seen anything like that. Yeah. So I think that's a really good so, idea. So like, these kits will have travel books and DVDs and even like games from those areas. So, like, we have in mind to create one for Japan, Peru, um, Australia, um, Alaska. I know that's not, like, a foreign country, but Alaska has its unique little culture and history up there. Yeah, and is a popular travel it destination. Is, yep. And then to tie in with these kits as well, we wanted to create a podcast segment where we interview people who have gone to these locations. So, that's pretty exciting. Very cool. We'll hopefully, hopefully cross our fingers. We'll get a grant for that one. And we also talked about, um, since we have the kids' egg area, doing farm-themed kits. Mm -hmm. And I actually kind of forgot about that until just a few minutes ago. But um, I don't know, anything with, like, the tractors and yep. the animals, and I think kids would really like. So that might be one of the next collections that I'm going to be working on. And then um, it's not really, like... A educational kit type thing but we want to create have outdoor games available in the spring um, especially for I know there's like a horseshoe um, is it a court down at Mountain West so we want to have a horseshoe so people can check out we already have the disc golf um, right. sets to check out so we want to offer more of those in the spring so people can enjoy Melton's amazing parks yeah so before you go and buy stuff like that you should definitely check out our catalog and see what's available yes, for sure and then another idea that just came to me just recently um be fun to create kits for children about different different professions because we kids are always asked what do you want to be when you grow up or they're always say oh i want to be a teacher i want to be a police officer so you want to have kits that have books and maybe some fun games about yeah or like role-playing stuff too yeah. i mean because what kid doesn't like to play teacher or pretend they're a doctor right wouldn't it be fun in some of these if we have like I know in our play area, we had like the costume. Yeah, that's everything. what I was thinking too. Oh, that sounds like a good idea. Only then we would have to think about like, it's amazing the stuff that goes on behind the scenes because when those kits come back, we have to Check. count everything. And I mean, if we had those types of things, we'd have to wash, wash them. them. Yep. So it's kind of like ahead of time, you have to really think about yes. what would fit in the kit and what makes sense. Yes. And we have to think about, does an item need to be like replenished? Like, for, for example, our knitting and crocheting kit, we do put yarn in there. We don't expect somebody to unravel a project that they just completed. But luckily, people love to donate yarn to us. <laughs> so we always have um, a supply of yarn. But we kind of have to keep in mind, is the item small? And is it going to take a long time for us to count when it comes back? Is it an item that needs to be replenished? Are there batteries involved? Mm -hmm. um, so there's a lot of thought that goes behind in creating these kits but it's super fun to do. Yeah, I think it's worth it, even though sometimes when you're counting, you know, 100 blocks, you're just like, or ah! 50 cards, and they're all slippery, <laughs> and you lose count. Yeah, but 
our patrons enjoy them. I think it's a great library service to have. It's something unique. It's something different. And that's what we're all about. Yeah. And yeah, most people are really good, too, about being really responsible with them. Mm -hmm. Like, I think overall, we haven't had as many losses as you might anticipate when you have kits with all these pieces. Because right. these kits can get pretty expensive, depends on what's in them. Like, they can be worth $150 for one kit. Mm -hmm. But our patrons are amazing. And yeah. they bring them back. Yeah. So I hope everyone gets a chance to maybe, if this kits are new to you, to come check one of them out. Um, if you have ideas for kits, let us know. We're always open to ideas, and we'll always figure out ways to make them work and get them done. Absolutely. All ages, even if you're a grown-up, come get the rocks and minerals so you can do the puzzle. Right? <laughs> right? It's super fun. Um, so that's it on our kits. Jamie and I will be back. I think Jamie wants to do another personality podcast. Yes. We have three new staff since the last time we did it, so I think that'll be our next one. So we'll see you then, and I hope everyone has a great November or a happy Thanksgiving. All that good stuff. And all that good stuff. We'll see you later. Bye.